The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to Inside the Pinnacle Bank Championship, live from the club at Indian Creek. Anna Bellinghausen, Andrew Rogers, joined by Jay Moore, former defensive end at the University of Nebraska. Graduation year 06, Jay? That is correct. Look God. at that. Way to date me. <laughs> That's how I feel really old. <laughs> but you know what? I, I had to throw something at him because you know what really grinds my gears? What? When somebody is so good and so gifted at multiple sports, that really... Just, I, I just want to just step on you like a bug, except Jay's so big, he'd step on me and squash me. Uh, former fourth-round pick to the San Francisco 49ers, a member of the St. Louis Rams practice squad at one point, my hometown team, which they can... Uh, for, I can forget them now. Uh, so, uh, a little salty. I yeah, can tell. you know what? Yeah, yep, yep. It, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. But, Jay, thanks for joining us. And, uh, guys, what a beautiful day mm-hmm. to open up round one of the Pinnacle Bank Championship. Yeah, super nice out. It's going to get a little warm, but can't beat can't beat this. Light breezes at the south. And, yeah, I'm excited. Excited to chat with you guys and excited to go watch a little golf after. Yeah, Jay, thanks for joining us. Yeah. So it's like Christmas time for these golfers trying to get a PGA Tour card. Uh-huh. Pretty exciting uh, golf we have upcoming yeah it's you know i think the way they moved this event yeah i think it was always played about a month earlier i believe in july maybe late july but the way this figures you know it sits now to where they're going to give out you know the 25 cards at the end of this event i think this is perfect a perfect spot for this event just because i think this is one of the tougher golf courses they play all year uh, i know indian creek takes uh, pride i know the gotch family who owns a golf course takes uh pride i know uh jim nedrow who's the head superintendent here takes pride in getting this golf course ready f- to give these guys the best challenge uh, year in year out and and so far they they have i mean it's 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 a really hard golf course i played a lot it's amazing what these guys shoot for four days on this golf course but it just shows you how good of, of talent and and how just well they play because it's one thing to play casual rounds with your buddies but when you have to count every shot and you're playing for your livelihood and um it just these guys are on a whole nother level you know, it's interesting you bring that up, and thank goodness you've played this course, because I haven't. I've seen people play this course, and I've taken video of uh, college golfers that have played this course. But how difficult of a course, like, go more into it. Like, what do the fairways look like? How thick are the roughs? Are the yeah. greens fast? Are they slow? No, it's, 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 a really, it's a really hard, it's a very difficult golf course. You know, uh, it's, it's definitely, I would say, more of a second-shot golf course. I think you have some room. To, to miss it here and there off the tee, but the, the rough is very penal. Uh, Jim Nedrow, the head superintendent, they keep it long around here all year year long. So this obviously this is a public golf course. I couldn't imagine playing here every day. I mean, it is. I, I, you play here, and you can be five feet off the golf course, or excuse me, five feet off the fairway, and uh, you have a hard <laughs> I'm time. I'm probably playing five feet off the golf course. <laughs> five feet off the fairway, and it's hard to find your golf ball. And then the greens are firm and fast. Uh, and so the fairway, I mean, it is really good. They've, they've, they've extended this golf course. They've added a new tee back here on, well, I know it as one gray. I think that's 10 for, the, for them. They've added. I think uh, you're right. Uh, so 13, they added a new tee. Uh, I believe they've, add, they've added three or four new tee boxes for these guys. So this is already a very long golf course. I think it probably plays around, 
you know, 72, 7,300 yards for these guys, but I think you could, they can stretch it up to about 75, 76 if they, if they really wanted to. And just kind of depends on the wind. They've added length. So this is, this is a really challenging golf course, depending on the wind. You know, normally for Nebraska, you have a predominantly south breeze. So um, some of these tees, they, you know, you, 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 when I play here, I wear out my five and six iron on par fours. You know, you don't get that a lot uh, for normal golf courses around here. So they, that just shows how good they are when they can control their five and six irons and probably seven and eight irons because I know they hit a lot further than I do uh, in some of these par fours and get it around and make some putts. You, you get you, nice things here. The, the greens are so uh, we pure. You know, they're just not, they're And they're smooth. big. I'm very correct. big. Yeah, they're very big. But you get the putt going on the right, correct line at the right speed, they're going to go in. There's not too many imperfections, which is another um, – you know, another, you know, tip the cap to Indian Creek and Jim Nedrow that the fact that they get so many public, you know, public play out here throughout the year and then they just get this thing mint for, for these guys for, for, you know, for four days. Yeah, I thought about that the other day because I'm like, what is the nicest course to play in Omaha? Because if you get a PGA event at a course, you would think, wow, that, that has to be the best. And cl- the club at Indian Creek is, the be- I would say, probably the best public it, it, course. It, oh, by far. By far, it is it is the best public facility. You know, if you brought someone from out of town and said this is a private course, they'd say, I believe you. Mm-hmm. It's that good. Um, you know, the, the city of Omaha has great golf courses, you know. And the, the, the sad, not the sad thing, but the unfortunate thing is, you know, they're all private. You know, mm-hmm. Omaha Country Club, right. uh, Oak Hills, mm-hmm. Shadow Ridge, um, you know, I'm missing a, I'm missing a few, uh, Happy Hollow, you know, I'm missing probably a couple other ones off the top of my head, but this is by far the nicest mm-hmm. facility. You know, I, if I lived in Omaha, I live in Lincoln, but if I lived in Omaha, I don't know if I'd probably belong anywhere. I might just come up here and right. utilize the facilities here because it's that good. With this being the finale of the Corn Ferry Tour, how do golfers' approaches kind of change with the pressure all being on this? Yeah, I think it just varies to where you sit. I mean, there's guys playing this week that know, they could probably miss the cut. And they're still going to be in the top 25. Right. So I think that this that's a nice thing for them. But then you have guys who, you know, know that they are not – there's probably a – without winning, they probably don't have a chance of getting the top 25. So they're just trying to jockey themselves for a better position to get them into, you know, the, the playoffs, you say, because, you know, the, the guys who are out of the top 25 will, and then the guys who are out of the top 125 on the PJ Tour, they kind of come together and have these uh, events for the last, I think, three or four events on the Corn Ferry Tour. So I think they're just trying to jockey themselves in position to get into those next events when they kind of combine tours. And then just trying to get themselves into a point where they, they're going to have status, going to have somewhere to play um, the next year. And I think that might be the top 75, I think, I believe. I'm not, you know, you'd probably have to check me on that. But uh, I think that's very important just because, mm-hmm. you know, you just you're always trying to right. you're trying to get yourself a place to play next year. That's that's most important. You want to give yourself a job. The top seventy five, yes, that's correct. Mm-hmm. You get to be on the Corn Ferry Tour next year. So that's you having a job. That's yes. you having a place to play. You're knowing knowing that paycheck is coming, and you're having the ability to join these tournaments and whatnot. What's it like being on maybe the bottom from your perspective? If you were going out there trying to get a card of the top yeah. 25 when you know hey i have to get in the top three or i have to win this whole thing yeah it's it's <laughs> it's <laughs> I can't really imagine. it's yeah. really hard you know i i i play golf competitively at, at an amateur level and that's hard enough mm-hmm. um i've been there in the nfl when you're you're on the bottom you're trying to fight for that 53 you know that 53rd spot on right. a roster going through training camp or, or whatever it is so it's hard um and it's different to for these guys as well because you know <laughs> In football, if you're part of the team, you're going to get a paycheck. That's not necessarily the same. You know, you have to make the cut. 
Um, and then you have to finish rather high, uh, up further up on the leaderboard just to make the money that you need to make because, you know, golfers have to pay for their travel. They have to pay for their stay. You know, don't have to really pay for food. They have, they have dining. But, uh, you know, and that's tough. They have, they have a lot more expenses than other professional athletes do. So if you're, you, you know, if, uh, you have to, A, make the cut. And if you don't, there's no money. So then you're probably out 2500 bucks for the week. And then if you do make the cut, you know, you want to be able to, you know, be in the black and not in the red because you could make the cut, maybe finish, you know, in the 50th second place and make 1500 bucks. You're like, oh, neat. I, I broke even for the week. Or, you know, because you got, you know, you got caddies involved as well. You mm-hmm. got to pay your caddy. So there's a lot of expenses these guys have to take. So it's hard. There's a lot of pressure, but that just kind of shows you how good they are, too, that they're able to play so well under pressure and, and get the job done. And, and golf's a goofy game. It's you know, some, some days it is, is really easy and some days it's really hard. So, you know, I think they do a good job of kind of rolling with the punches. And I'm not a Corn Ferry Tour aficionado by any means. So I had to take a class, essentially, coming into this week. I mean, a kid from, you know, St. Louis, not really getting a lot of Corn Ferry Tour events, if any. Uh, I saw the PGA um, at Belle Reve, mm-hmm. um, and I think that was back in 2018. Uh, don't quote me on that. But I had to do a lot of homework on this because it, it is different. It's the farm system of golf, essentially. So... I'm happy you guys brought up the purse. I'm happy you guys brought up the points because I, I want to kind of explain some of those things for those like me who had to learn that coming into this tournament, especially because this this is the one. This is where you get your PGA card. So uh, 600 points for the winner, of course. Anna, you had mentioned uh, before the show that there is one golfer. Yeah, named, Ashton Van Horn. He has to he win. He has to win in order to get his card. Correct. So those 600 points matter uh, to a lot of the guys in this tournament. Uh, so the standardized uh, points breakdown across uh, this event, of course, is 600. And then I think it goes to like 330 and, and so forth down the list. But what's interesting is even if you don't get your card today, if you fall within the 26 to 75, as we alluded to, you still have a chance to go on the Corn Ferry Finals. You'll face off against other PGA Tour pros that lost their card, and I believe that's 126 to 200. Mm-hmm. So there's still a chance to grab a card. Uh, you just have to then perform in the Corn Ferry Finals, and then 25 more cards are given. And then those point structures reset if you're in the Corn Ferry Finals. So if you Get your card today. You can still play in the finals, and now you just add to your point total. Because right. then if you win, you get an automatic bid to the U.S. Open. But Another important part of that is that there's 15 that have already been on that fail-safe threshold. So 10, essentially, cards are really up for grabs. There's already 15 that have pretty much already been claimed by those points breakdown. Right, right, absolutely. So there are 15, as Anna said, that are locks, mm-hmm. but not official locks until the end of the tournament but that nobody can pass them essentially is where that sits so there there are a lot of guys on the bubble too uh when you fall into the mix of that 16 to well i'll just go up to 30 that 16 to 30 mark there's so much fluctuation in the points i think four guys behind michael kim right now who sits at 25 are 40 points or less so there's just a lot of movement that can take place. So it's pretty easy to secure a spot. And you, it's not like people just walk into this tournament and like, oh, it's going to be cake. I'm going to get my card at the end of this. Yeah, well, it's just it, you could go crazy kind of if you're in that threat, that threshold you're referring to. You can go nuts just trying to figure out, OK, how, what, what do I have to do? And I think some guys can do that. And some guys play better when they know exactly what they have to do. I couldn't do that. Like. I try to keep it, you know, if I was out there, I'd try to keep it as, as simple as possible. I would just be like, all right, I'm just going to go play golf. I'm going to try to hit, you know, 
put you know commit to every golf shot and mm-hmm. just kind of let the chips fall and whatever happens happens right you know and kind of just be fully committed to everything so it's it's you can, i mean they you, whether it's here or on the pga tour you know that's all the you know you need a statistician here just to kind of break everything down just to say okay if he two puts this for par or for birdie right. on this par five he bumps himself up to 24th place but if he misses this he's down to 38th place it's like it's it's crazy you don't you could, want to be thinking yeah no that. god you couldn't no absolutely you could right. go you could go crazy and like i said like i referred to earlier i think some guys like that mm-hmm. they like to kind of because golfers are very analytical people uh in my opinion but but some are completely not so it's i i would go crazy trying to figure all this out but it's also a a, a good thing to kind of be right there you have a chance you know i think everybody wants a chance to to get their card, and and I know everyone has a dream to play on the PJ Tour. So if they can capitalize, well, you know, dreams more will come true yes, here. Yes, right, very much so. And anything can happen on right. any given day. I mean, some guy could be four four strokes ahead of you know second place, and he crumbles yep. on on Sunday. And mm-hmm. you know, you go you shoot four over, and now it's anybody's game. So uh, that never count anybody out. And one person that I don't want to count out of getting their PGA card who's only 40 points back is Pearson Cootie. He is one of my favorite stories. I've one, he's got such a rich uh, golf legacy. He's just got golf in his blood. His grandpa Charles won the Masters back in 1971. He was a really good golfer at Texas, a really good college golfer. And being only 40 points back from Kim, I think he's uh, going to turn some heads this weekend and uh, grab his card by the end of it. Who do you think? Who do you like? Because you know some people. Yeah, here. well, you know, I, I two really good friends of mine, uh, Brandon Crick and Scott Kuchewski. I played a lot of golf with them, so obviously rooting for them. Uh, I mean, Gooch just lives... We refer to Gucheski Gooch as uh, he just lives, you know, a mile down the road from here. Brandon, you know, played golf in Nebraska and has played well here before. So I think I like those two guys here just because there's familiarity. Uh, but, you know, you reference Pearson Cootie. I mean, it's, he kind of had a crazy travel story. I've seen he got in like at 22 hours. Hour, yeah, he got a flight canceled at Utah where the previous tour uh, event was and it got here. And <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sure he's never seen this golf course. So all of a sudden he probably only gets, you know, a, a day to, to kind of – Check it out, but he's so good that I wonder you know, if I don't you could. Could much. you drive from Utah to here faster than his flight? I, yes, I would think so because I've made that drive from Salt Lake City, and it's about twelve hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was just yeah, kicking himself. Yeah. Now. So I wondered if that ever went through his head because he said he had a layover in like I don't remember. Wasn't it, was it for Phoenix? Like, or yeah, something? yeah, for like eight hours. Yeah. I'm like, dude, yeah, you could have whatever, but um, finish Stranger Things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. I would have, I would have hopped in a car and started heading east as soon as possible. And that right. flight got canceled knowing just the headaches that were coming and just knowing that, I mean, and maybe he didn't just want to sit in a car for that long by himself. I don't know, but yeah, I would have, I I'm would not have a huge car driver either. Yeah. Car driver. I don't, we're going to count it. Um, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of riding in a car is how I should have started that off. Right. Um, so I actually would probably wait for the layover too, just because I am one that's like, I'd rather get from point A to point B as fast as possible. I don't want to see any scenery. Yeah. Just get me in the air and land no, me down. I, I hate flying. I don't, I don't hate flying. It's not because I'm a big guy. I, I'm not comfortable flying. I'd be mm-hmm. much more comfortable driving. And I like the fact that I'm in control too it's like i don't worry about any more cancellations any more delays like i'll I'll get there as fast as this car goes and how many stops i need to make to fill up gas and use the restroom or get some food so I would, I would this was our aisle on an airplane it'd be a pretty tough <laughs> tough ride for us i don't know Especially i mean you in the middle he'd get two armrests yeah. we that's, all know airplane etiquette uh-huh. yeah <laughs> good point yeah. good point Wait, am i the aisle or the window 
I'm the window. You're the window? Man, yeah. I get a little extra leg. I'm all about that. <laughs> um, another guy I really like in the Pinnacle Bank Championship this weekend is Justin Suh. He jumped from 17 to 7, I believe. About 10 spots uh, on the points rankings list. Um, all he needed was a tie for 22 uh, last week, and then he dropped to 2 and went tied for 2nd. Because why not? You know, yeah, sure. Why not? Got to go that way. Uh, so he is uh, indeed number 7 entering this week. Uh, he has 7 top 10 finishes and... Uh, Finally, that finally pushed him to the tour. We talked about how you know people have cards locked up already, but mm-hmm. he's not going to stop here because these points, like we talked about, carry over once you uh, d- decide to play in the Corn Ferry Finals. Um, number one in all around, number two in scoring. Hey, is there a hotter hand? Is is there a hotter hand? No, that's that's the nice thing about the the good thing about golf is you want to ride those hot hands, you know, those heaters, you know, you want to, you want to keep playing as long as possible. Cause we know it, when you play this game long enough, and especially for these guys, you know, you're just not going to have it one week. So when you're playing well, you just want to keep parlaying that into the next week, into the next week and the next week. And just hopefully, you know, you get a hot putter and the, the putts go in, the ball striking's there, the short game's there and you just capitalize. And that's what these guys are doing right now. And they'll, you know, whether he's going to take a, maybe a week off in, in the, after this, but, if you're playing well, just keep going, you know, and just keep going. And just, like I said, better your better your situation, better your, your standings within, you know, the 75 or even trying to get into the, the top 25 potential this week. Anna, who do you like? Because I kind of skipped over you. I'm sorry. You know, I really like that guy, Ben Griffin. Ben Griffin. I have a <laughs> I story about Ben Griffin. I said <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Talk about Ben Griffin, no, and I then did, I want to tell a story. I, I will let you tell the story, obviously. But Ben Griffin, oh, I will I think, tell the story. <laughs> I think just that, uh, what Andrew will enlighten us all about I think he's sitting really well in the standings right now I think he has a clear chance and again it's just about who gets hot at the right time and it's all about that mindset going into this I think I think just Ben just got a good shot so over the course of our podcasting here Thursday Saturday and Sunday I've compiled three stories of golfers that I really like I did a lot of research and I I, I know Ben Griffin's kind of the obvious story so I, I wanted to start with that before I got into some other ones that people may not uh, exactly know about but I wanted to tell stories of three golfers in particular and here's the Ben Griffin story okay he of course is the story everybody's been talking about so for those that don't know Ben Griffin finished fourth at the Wyndham Championship last week. That's, of course, a PGA Tour event. He posted back-to-back 64s on Saturday and Sunday. And with the top five finish, he took home $358,000. Okay, that's nearly 100000 more than his total career earnings, which rested at about 265000 Now, you may be asking, Andrew, how can this be? How can he play in a PGA Tour event and not have his card, right? Well, he got a sponsor exemption, so... Everybody know what that means? Jay probably, Anna, do you know what a sponsor no. exemption is? So a sponsor exemption, and I'm happy you said that because I would have explained it anyway. <laughs> um, so that's like an automobile company. So Brand X is sponsoring such and such tournament, and they can issue now a sponsor exemption for player A to take place in this tournament. Does gotcha. that make sense? Okay, yeah. So as, as long as you get a sponsorship, sponsorship exemption, you don't need your PGA card to play. But this isn't the juicy part of the story. What's absolutely amazing about this is this finish follows a fairy tale story of returning to golf after retiring from the game a year ago following five straight missed cuts on the pga tour in uh latino america i believe that's yeah, the latin american tour yep, yep correct yep. griffin retired and became a mortgage loan officer who and you know maybe i gotta 
touch base with him because I'm in the process of buying a house. But he became a mortgage loan officer. And then after several months away from the game, he was invited to play in a member guest at Highland Springs Country Club. A few weeks after, club members paid for him to play in the Corn Ferry Tours Price Cutter Charity Championships qualifier. He shot a 65, qualified for the Price Cut Charity Championship, shot three under through two rounds, and he barely missed the cut. But shortly after, he picked up an endorsement deal with CapTech and once again was all in on the game of golf. He's going to get his PGA card on Sunday. He's currently fifth in the top 25. So what an amazing nope. turnaround story. Like You just right. give up on something. And I, I've never been in a position to where I've had to give up on something and and this is where I'm going to bring Jay in and I'm not saying you know he gave up on football by any means but um how hard is it to make that call yeah, to just say I'm I'm, I'm going to stop it's hard for me football it wasn't very hard because I kind of I played for 6 years but I just ran out of like you get older and like golf's a game you can play you know well into your 40s and play it really well and hell some guys are playing in their 50s on the PJ tour and doing a really good job at it but when you kind of run out of a place to play, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't um, a Corn Ferry Tour, per se, for the NFL. So I wasn't like I could drop down and go play. There wasn't some other league. I mean, if I wanted to go play arena ball or something like that, I, but I wasn't going to do it. But it's also, it's like football is such a different animal because you just beat your body up so much. It's like it's, you got, it has, the juice has to be worth the squeeze for you to go right. and put yourself through it. Golf's a little different. And, and that just shows you how golf and how goofy golf is. And I was having this discussion with a friend of mine. And... Golf, you know, you play football. In all the sports I grew up, like playing football, baseball, basketball, the harder you try, the better your results are. And sometimes golf's the opposite. You almost, it's like the harder you try, the worse you get. It's weird. It's so weird. And I always say, like, when you good, they, that's what these guys do so well. They find this happy medium of not giving a damn and giving a damn. It's just right. like that, that's like that perfect fine line because you care, but you don't want to care too much it's 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 goofy and that just kind of showed like he tried and he tried he tried didn't happen all of a sudden he just went out and played and didn't try as hard it's like boom he just found that's just it's he just that's didn't why, put as much pressure on correct himself. correct he didn't have to because he was you know and all of a sudden boom you just you get a little break from it and then you realize dang i got it pretty good i had it pretty good and it's just goofy sometimes when you least expect it uh good golf happens Josh, I mean, maybe I need to take more notes because I try too try hard. Try less. I, yeah. You'll well, be you know better. what? Uh-huh. I'm that type of guy that stands at the tee and I'm like, grip it and rip it. What's, Here we what's, go. What's the movie? Gosh, it's my wife always tells me this. Uh, Happy Gilmore? Caddyshack? No, 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 I'm no. Just it's, it has, it's not even a, it's not even a golf movie. <laughs> okay. It's um, gosh, he uh, he was dating the uh, oh my gosh, it's help he was, me out, help me out. Uh, no, Give me some he clues. was dating an actress, but he like did the music for the show and then um she, then he breaks up with her he goes to hawaii on vacation and like they're there on vacation too and like she's dating the russell brandt character forgetting yeah, yes forgetting sarah marshall there it is our thank producer you, thank you sasha step in thank you, sasha. yes and so movie aficionado yeah forgetting sarah marshall and he go takes a surfing lesson and it's with paul rudd and, and he's just yes. like he's like yeah do less do less. Like you're trying too hard. Do less. And so, like my wife's always like, just do less. I'm like, it's so hard to not do less. Right. Like I always just want to do more and more and more. But sometimes you have to do less. It's you know? funny based off your yeah. last name. We the get analogy. It. Yeah. yeah, do more. Yeah. With football and golf, obviously golf's a non-contact sport. Most of the time, there could be some contact on the course. You never know. But 
what part of maybe your football game translated to golf or the mentality is the the work ethic yeah, that's probably why i'm bad at golf animal. because i didn't play football yeah you weren't in the nfl <laughs> my, yeah, my exactly. parents didn't let me so i kind of blame your shoulder yeah <laughs> great you know uh there's not a lot of similarities uh, you can but it, the one thing is just the work ethic like right. i just i love to practice and work at it um i love to grind uh i could i could practice for four to six hours every day and i like to play and i just like to compete that's the other thing like to compete but it's just a it golf you know i didn't play golf until i was in college started playing it but like uh when i retired from football made my transition much easier because golf helped kind of replace that competitiveness the the the, i can go practice and just kind of take my mind off of work or something else or other things so uh yeah it's it's a it's a beautiful game. I wish I would have started playing earlier. Yeah. I really did. I mean, I wouldn't trade playing at Nebraska and, and having a chance to play in the NFL uh, for anything, but it would have been fun to play earlier and, and uh, got introduced to it earlier, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, who introduced you to the game? Uh, my roommate. So um, my roommate in college was Stuart Bradley. He was from Utah. He was a third-round draft pick. He played for like eight, eight or nine years in the NFL with uh, Eagles, uh, Cardinals, and I think he ended his career with the Broncos. Uh, but he grew up playing, and he's like, let's go out and play. And I think the first 18-hole round of golf I ever played, it was at a golf course in Lincoln, Nebraska, by the airport called Highlands, public course. I shot like 120, <laughs> and he shot like 90. And I'm like, ugh, I hated the fact that he just smoked mm-hmm. me. So I just, like, wanted to get better. I started practicing a little more. I started hitting more balls. Just like my competitive juices kicked in. And then I think the next year I was shooting in the 70s. It's weird. Like, I just made this Jeez. immaculate. Unbelievable. Yeah. Just like no, imma- I'm ta- I'm, immaculate I'm leap. I had so, uh, so then then once that happened, like, once I started shooting in the 70s, I was completely hooked. I'm like, oh, my God, I love this game. It's the greatest <laughs> game ever. I wish, you know, I could play more. But, you know, you, you know football, you got about three months to, to play to play golf, especially around here, you know. And there's no way you could play football in the middle of the season. Our bodies are just too banged up. But, yeah, it was uh, – Stu Bradley, I, I, I owe everything to him and why I'm completely obsessed with this game now. <laughs> and you redshirted freshman year, right? Yes, I did. So, so did you play a lot during the season when the team was like on the road? You know, I, I, I would. Yeah, my dad would, like in away games, and yeah. we'd, um, we would. We'd go out and play. So I, I, we would do that every now and then. But, uh, yeah, it just... I, Thank I, goodness you brought your dad because you probably didn't have the money to go correct. by yourself. Correct. And that's funny because I got my dad into the game of golf because of this. Because, like, Dad, hey, come down and play golf. And, hey, can you... Pay for can, you the $40 spot $45 yeah, can you pay for the forty-five dollar uh, tee fee? You know the. Do you guys get bill. a cart? You know, I would like to. Walk. I enjoy walking a lot. I'll take okay. a cart every now and then. It just depends on how many cocktails I want to have. I'm, it's a day of cocktails. We're taking a cart, um, but a lot of times I play competitively. I try to walk. It's because it kind of slows me down. Then I don't drink too many cocktails. Yeah, that can be, <laughs> there's always a fine line there as well. So um, I try another to walk. kryptonite of mine. Uh-huh, yeah, but it's also it's like it's. I mean. It's a good workout too. I'm always trying to right. totally. drop a few lbs, so I'll, I'll try to I'll try to walk as much as I can on the golf course. <laughs> I love to hear that. Um, other guys on the bubble, though, I want to get back to the corn fairy tour. I feel like you know I just get on tangents and then we talk about something and then I'm like, are we still at the corn fairy tour? <laughs> um, other guys to watch out for on the bubble: Ben Taylor at 23, Vincent Norman at 24. We talked about Michael Kim. He also has PGA experience. Won the 2018 John Deere Classic. So um, it. it 
you can never count out a guy like him in a position he's in right now. Brandon Harkin sits three points. It's actually 3.005 to be exact behind Michael Kim. He just needs a solo 73rd uh, for a chance at a card this week. And then Ryan McCormick, one name after him, 3.634 points behind Michael Kim. He needs a two-way tied for 68 at minimum for a chance at the card. So that's why when we were talking about earlier in the in the episode that, you know, four guys are just within 40 points of, of the top 25. Nobody is comfortable from the 20 mark all the way down. Um, ben Taylor is, is is interesting. He was on the tour back from 2019 to 2021, so he's trying to get back. Vincent Norman, he's a rookie out of Florida State. Uh, they call him the sweet swinging Swede, and I love it. <laughs> I good one. absolutely That's love that. Do you have a nickname? I do not have a nickname. No. I don't. Not anymore. No, I never have. I just Stop. never. I just never have. I'm okay. trying to think. Like no one really called me anything. I just like. Dang. You know, Jay Moore. It's just like nothing. You can't really do a play yeah. off my name or anything like that. Like Scott Gucheski. People call him Gooch. That's right. perfect. Like. Um, don't you, you hate know? not having a nickname? Like just not having something that's be, easy yeah, to pick like, up. I don't know. Like I. I'd hate I have, writing I have that a, name I have on the a, ACT. I have a though. good friend I played golf with last. You know, yesterday, and his name, his last name is Boo Salas. We call him Boo. That's so like cool. yeah. so like I just don't I just don't have any. People like, call me Raj. Like my last name's Rogers. Yeah, yeah. okay. That yeah. Good? yeah, that's great. Like I'm probably sure you like, get a lot of that. That's great. Sure. Cool, Let's stop talking about you now. No, no. I'm, I imagine you probably get a whole lot of the Aaron, the Aaron Rodgers commercial. Yes, I do. Yes. I do. Mm-hmm. I wish I had his paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't we all? Yeah. Don't we all? Anna, what about you? Nickname? If you had a golf nickname, what would it be? Golf She's played golf one time. I played golf one time. I don't know. One time wonder. Anna B. That's what they call me. Anna B. Love Put it. me on this course. I'm, maybe I'm winning. I don't know. You know, I, I actually get to play I this course try on hard, And I would have yeah. no idea what I'm doing. I wouldn't. I don't know anything about this course, like how it plays or anything. So maybe I would do really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get to yeah. play the course on Monday after oh, nice. the Pinnacle nice. Bank Championship. We'll have to follow over. up with that. Yes. About how you do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we should be, bring Jay out there yeah. to Stop teach it. you some things. Stop it, peanut gallery. Stop yeah. it. Um, no, I, I, I will probably ca- shoot in the you 90s. You caddy. I'll come caddy. Yeah, you want a caddy. Yeah, we'll we'll caddy. document the whole thing. Yeah. That'd yeah. be awesome. We'll, we'll Instagram live. We'll, we'll, we're drinking. This is the start so you know. of your PGA Tour card birth. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm going to shoot like 10 under. <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. Um so, yeah, just a lot of variables um, starting day one of the round one of the Pinnacle Bank Championship here on the Corn Ferry Tour. Hey, Jay, thanks for joining yes, us. Yes, you bet. Thanks uh, for having really me. We really appreciate it. Are you no. sticking around? Yeah, you know, I am. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go uh, Brandon's uh, probably on about the fifth or sixth old Brandon Crick, so I'm going to go try to follow him for a few holes, and then yes. I'm going to go play a little golf myself with some buddies. Uh, in Omaha nice. this afternoon. So we got we got, got y'all geared he's up. Golfed yeah. out. He's no, I'm never, golfed out. I'm rarely <laughs> ever golfed out. I'll play today, and I'm – playing this weekend so hey, awesome. uh, I can't uh, I can't get enough of it. I love to hear it. Well, Herd at Sports and Herd at Media is the premier podcast and social media sponsor of the Pinnacle Bank Championship. You can catch us here on location. We are right next to the players side of the clubhouse so when you are walking into the clubhouse, which you can't do but <laughs> if you're looking at the clubhouse we're off to the left by the driving range and by the putting green. Uh, you can't miss us. We'll be back Saturday morning at 9 o'clock. We'll finish up on Sunday. We're also going to be posting social media content left and right here uh, at the club at Indian Creek. Guys, thanks again. Um, Anna, for Jay, for myself, Andrew Rogers, our producer, Sasha Durkin. This is Inside the Pinnacle Bank Championship.